Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Dub, James, and Tyler. Welcome into the Dynasty Happy Hour. That is right, you're here. My voice, Doug, is gone. He had some family stuff he has to do. Uh, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with Doug. He's going through a little hard time with his family. So uh, I'm taking over for him tonight. He'll be back next week for sure to kind of finish off these divisions. I know he's going to... Did we already do the East? No, I'm we didn't. Sure. We yes, saved the best save, for last. We're saving the East for last i don't know why because it's one of the grossest divisions well not not quite anymore nfc east very nice i'd say right now the nfc west is probably the grossest division because there's one team that's fun well maybe two but then the rest is a crapshoot but it is james and i you heard his beautiful lovely voice well hello there the subtle tones of james but that is what we're going over the nfc west and you know what james how are you how was your week I'm doing great. Uh, it was a great week in the land of James. Um, got the the yard done early in the week, you know, so I just spent the whole weekend with the family, which is, you know, awesome. And playing a lot of blessed ball yesterday. Blessed ball. Blessed it's ball. It's blessed. Yes. And uh, speaking of that best ball, you can go to Underdog. Thanks for the segue. Oh, uh, I didn't even underdog, know. Underdog. And type in. DHH, and with that, you get a hundred dollars matched in your deposit. So you throw twenty in, you get twenty back. You throw fifty in, you get fifty dollars. But you know what? You might as well throw a hundred dollars in because they're gonna match that hundred. Because it's football season. Football season is coming. We got the Hall of Fame game coming on Thursday. It's gonna be fun for like two minutes, and then you're <laughs> gonna realize I don't know half these people that are playing. But you know what? This is where the dynasty people love. You get to see those under underdogs come up. The Anthony Schwartz come in and and take a bomb down the field for six yards, get that hype, and then you can trade them. That's what I like about preseason. But you know what? The best part about preseason is you can also play underdog in preseason. You can you can bet on these games and underdog. It is right now the best way to play fantasy daily football. Best balls get those in before the season starts because your time is running out. So you might as well use code DHH, get up to $100 match. Once again, code DHH, $100 match, go in today. <sighs> All right. I mean, let, let's just jump right into the news. There was a yeah, lot. Yeah, we, we had a lot because training there camp is lot. just off the charts now. So the first news was uh, Joe Burrow, he got hurt. He was carted off. And everybody was willing to give their calves to, to Joe Burrow. No, we're not talking about tiny cows. We are talking about the actual part on your leg. They were willing to give them to Joe Burrow so he could play the season. But guess what? I'm not expecting anything to go into the season. But he is expected to miss the whole preseason. You know, he missed it all last year due to an appendix. So he will probably be out this year. The preseason won't see him. I'm not scared by that. What is your thought about the Burrow injury? And how scared were you when uh, when it first happened? Because I know for a fact you're in a league with me where you have Joe Burrow and you need him. I was a little nervous when I saw the reports and I said, okay, I need to watch this to see if there was any contact, I which was there Achilles. wasn't. 
I thought it was and Achilles. I thought it was his Achilles the way he went down um, after a bunch of MRIs, the one that day and then the day after. Uh, it looks like it's just a, a low ankle or a low calf strain. Um, it, I was listening to doctors report on it and et cetera, et cetera. But it seems to be OK. And yeah, fine. He shouldn't be playing in the preseason anyway. Um, he's a starter and we don't want to see our starters get hurt just like that. Um, but I think it's OK for the regular season. Yeah, I know they picked up some XFL quarterbacks. It's probably just to play the preseason. You need some you need some bodies to play throughout the preseason. So I'm not too worried about that. Joe Burrow, he it looks like he avoided something bigger than we all actually thought. Uh, speaking of something that might be bigger than we actually think it is, Ken Walker, he's sidelined from a groin injury. Now, the issue with groin injuries is they can really last into the season when it happens this close to the preseason. It's worrisome. But then you've got to look at Zach Charbonnet, the rookie they drafted in the second round that could eat into it. He's got a shoulder issue. So both Seattle running backs are hurt. We'll get deeper into Seattle because there is a player that is catching everybody's attention that we will talk about. But uh, let's focus on these two just for a tad because we'll dig deeper into them in this uh, NFC West kind of preview. Yeah, I'm not going to get too far into it now, but um, we will touch on Kenneth Walker. It just stinks right now because, you know, we had a running back battle in that backfield going on during camp. We knew it was going to be somewhat of a split. Um, And now we get to watch DJ Dallas and Kenny McIntosh. Just go for it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If you're an Apple fan, you're going to love the (laughs) McIntosh because apparently he is blowing up all over preseason and uh, training camp. Hey, Uh, like them apples. We will we'll definitely get into that. And uh, speaking of some interesting new news, Naheem Hines suffered a significant knee injury in a jet ski accident that happened, you know, right before training camp. And now there's some arguments between the Bills and him about his uh, guaranteed money. And the Bills are kind of get trying to get out of it because it was not a football injury. It was something that he should actually have not have been doing because you know we all know the whole. Um, What's the tight end that he got in that motorcycle accident and pretty much lost a good chunk of his contract? Kellen oh, Winslow Jr. There you go. It was, uh, yeah, he he got in a motorcycle accident, wasn't supposed to be riding that said motorcycle. That was part of his contract and uh, lost a lot of money because of it. And Naheem Hines looks like he's going into the same thing. Now, I, will, I, I don't want to get too much into it because next week we do have AFC East. But James Cook... A lot of hype going around him, and there is a lot of hope on him with this whole Naheem Hines injury. Yeah, I don't see them adding any significant depth behind it. Um, So it looks like Damian Harris, James Cook, 1A, 1B, however you want to slice it. Obviously, James Cook is going to be the pass catching back. And Naeem Hines was really brought in for a more of a special teams role and and a veteran outlook for that team. I don't, he wasn't really fantasy relevant, um, but it is news to the fact where it boosts up Cook's value. Out yeah, the he'll, get, he'll get those extra four or five touches that Hines probably would have gotten. Maybe right. even more because Hines was an explosive athlete with the ball in his hand, but, you know, hopefully he's okay and can come back. But that is a sticky situation. Uh, speaking of a situation, that people are kind of devastated to hear, but I personally love it. Um, 
Delvin Cook, he observed Jets practice. They were cheering for him, Delvin, Delvin. And they pretty much pulled him in. I don't think he's getting out of New York, me personally. I think he's signing there. Uh, I mean, playing next to Rodgers, who he got to see a lot as a Vikings uh, Vikings player. Delvin Cook with the Jets. Um, he's going to take a physical with them. Hopefully the shoulder's okay. I think it will be. Um, it looks like this is probably going to happen. What are you feeling with this? I'm feeling great because I really don't have too much Brees Hall. I don't think it matters. I have way. a lot of Dalvin Cook still that I couldn't get rid of. And then, which he comes into a team where they are built to win a Super Bowl or at least make a run at it um, with a quarterback that can dump down the ball quite often. We saw that with Aaron Jones and Green Bay. And I'm loving it for my Devin A. Chains uh, shares because I was really scared that Dalvin Cook was going to just waltz right into Miami and steal them all away. Yeah, I actually like it for both. I think Brees Hall needs somebody like Delvin. Um, I brought it up, and I had a little meet and greet with a company called Did It. They are a one-on-one video service that you can do for fantasy football. So say you want my personal opinion on something, and I sign into the app. You can actually, you know, spend some time with me, you know, with a little bit of money going into the app. You can spend time with me, and I can give you one-on-one video chat call. You get me for as long as you want, as long as I'm online. And I can go through trades, go through your teams, anything you want from me. And uh, I was actually talking to the guys who created it. Very nice guys. Great app. I love the idea. I know Garrett Price is on it, and I am now on it. They they got me on it. So uh, if you want to, once again, check out Did It, D-I-D-I-T, and it's a green did it so um yeah i was talking to about Dalvin cook and they said are you worried about Brees hall and i and i said personally i like it because you know there's really no bell cow back here even Najee doesn't have it all to himself it's jalen warren so like having Dalvin cook with uh abacanda kind of learning from the two and i don't think michael carter's anything special sorry man out yep so for Delvin to get some carries, so he's going to get 8 to 10 carries. Brees is going to get some. I think taking it easy, but people forget Delvin tore his ACL as well. So having that insight from Delvin Cook, Brees Hall I think is going to get stronger quicker by having that in the back of his head because it's all mental with the ACL. The first year, you're all mentally thinking, oh, I can't cut like this. Delvin can help him through that. So I think Brees is going to be just fine. They use multiple running backs anyways. I know Brees got like 20 carries one game, but 18 to 20, that's perfect. That's what you want. Some pass catching, you know. He took two catches, you know, all he needs is one to the yard. We saw that with Brees Hall. So I'm not too worried about Brees Hall. If there's an opportunity to buy him, go for it. Yes, 100%. But I don't think Delvin hurts him. And I like this for Delvin Cook. If their offensive line actually is good, like um, who's the big guy on uh, on the outside? Makai Becton, that it, it pops in my head. Uh, if he can play and stay healthy, this offensive line is actually legit. They're good. They drafted a lot of guys early. If they can all gel together, this line is good. So I, I like this for Delvin Cook. I don't think it's going to be as much as a damper on Brees Hall. Agreed. Agreed. So let's go into some big news that just happened last night. Uh, Jonathan Taylor met with Jim Ursay on oh. the tour bus. They were they were hanging out and uh they did not leave on good terms. Jonathan Taylor requested a trade. Ursay, you know, said he's playing on what he's playing at. 
There's no extension. And uh, it looks like it could be rough. Now, there are reports that the Colts will look for an earlier pick for Jonathan Taylor. I'm thinking third, second rounder. Because, I mean, his contract is coming up. And you're going to have to pay the guy because he's one of the better runners. And here we go. The downfall of the 101 at one point. Yes, we the the 101 at running back. Should have sold the, last year when Tyler told you to. The fall is happening, and it's happening quick. Like, mm-hmm. we thought Todd Gurley was quick. Jonathan Taylor is falling from the sky. Now, I've thought about buying him, but this worries me. It's not the injury that worries me. Like, he's going to be fine. The contract stuff worries me because if you go down that Levy and Bell route, like how good can he actually be if he holds off for so long? Like, I think Barkley realized that in signing his. We'll get to that. But uh, Jonathan Taylor, give me your opinion. And I know there's a guy behind him that they draft in the fifth round that I think all of us at Dicey Happ Hour really like likes his uh, three-down potential. Yeah, I mean, he had two good seasons before he was injured pretty much throughout the season last year. Um, and he was a top, top six, then number one overall. And he's only 24 years old. So if Jonathan Taylor's value is getting hit by this, I'm definitely going out and trying to obtain Jonathan Taylor a little bit on the cheap. I mean, you're still going to have to pay a first plus, um, maybe not two firsts plus like you, you would before this news. So, yeah, I'll take a shot. I'll, I'll reach out to most of the league members on my in my teams, uh, in my leagues rather, and see if uh, I can get some Jonathan Taylor because just like Miles Sanders, um, even more so than Miles Sanders, he has a great career so far. He had one bad year coming off an of in- injury. Now he's going to play or maybe not play. Like what happens? He's starting out right now on the pup. And he can hold out all of training camp due to that injury without a problem. And then maybe it trickles in to September. So that may lower his value even more. And Ursay says he's not trading him now. He's not trading him in October. But obviously, we'll they're see. going to have to let a, a, a contract negotiation happen. Which leads me to Evan Hull, who we were pounding the table for in the in the offseason before the Combine. During the Senior Bowl, he really showed out. Yep. His work ethic is e- on the elite level. <laughs> look at the, the combine. He look at the combine. Ran he ran in. every single ball into the end zone nonstop. And Heck those are the kind of players catcher. that I want on my team. And who do that they have? They have the corpse of Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Deion Jackson, and Evan Hull. And I think Evan Hull is automatically the number two in this backfield. Deion Jackson, he was a hit and miss guy last year. Zach Moss, they brought him over from Buffalo because he did not work out really well in Buffalo. Jag. Yeah. And guess what? Evan Hold comes in fresh. I don't care if he's a fifth-round pick or not. Uh, I think he's going to make some noise, and people should start getting on that train now. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with Evan Hall. And with Jonathan Taylor, it's it's all about price. If you feel comfortable enough giving up a first-round pick, which honestly I think that's all you really have to give at the moment, especially 24 first, a lot of hype going around there. Um, His value has definitely dropped, but he is definitely risky. Like, give me the opportunity to trade. Like, I, in a league, I made a trade. I know uh, the guy I made a trade with, he said, if this isn't on the podcast, I'm going to come after you. So uh, I made a trade in the league. I was desperate for running back. This guy had Sanders, Dobbins, and Jonathan Taylor 
all available. And I was packed at wide receiver. Like I am stacked to the gills at wide receiver. I'm good. So um, he wanted either um, what's his name Johnson the quarterback Johnson from uh, the Chargers, the rookie. Um, we got uh, he, he was interested in Higgins. Those two I said were kind of off limits because Johnson, I think his value can still go up, and uh, Higgins is Higgins. So uh, with those running backs, I was like, uh, maybe Higgins for Taylor. No, I, I wasn't kind of feeling that with the whole contract dispute and his injury. So I went to Dobbins and Sanders and uh, kind of fell on Dobbins because I gave up Calvin Ridley and Sky Moore for Dobbins. Now, I'm like Ridley and Sky Moore are like my wide receiver seven and ten. So I'm good at receiver. Dobbins literally falls into my running back three spot, maybe even two, depending on how healthy he comes in. So I was excited about that, and that was kind of my feeling about Jonathan Taylor was I'm like, I was there, I wanted to, but I just couldn't pull it together to do it because I'm scared. Like It's a running so back. So what was the full trade? The full trade was Dobbins for Kelvin Ridley and Sky Moore. Not bad. Yeah, and and I'm very needy at running back. Like after Delvin got cut, I was. That's fair. I and you know the more and more I listen to other dynasty podcasts. Shout out to the footballers. You know they talk about these second contracts, and J.K. Dobbins is another candidate to where he can get a second contract due to the lack of production in his rookie contract and his age, and the fact that he's really really talented. So I'm yeah. looking forward to Dobbins this year, more importantly, after his contract is up. 100%. Now let's go on to another running back that was drafted before <laughs> Nick Chubb. And uh, that was another player I traded for recently in a league I'm in with James. Uh, Sony <laughs> Michelle retires five seasons, two-time Super Bowl champ. Now I would say there is one team that he actually helped win that Super Bowl. But uh, Sony Michelle. He was fun. All the hype was on him on Georgia. Super explosive. And then it seemed like he got he went to New England and his explosiveness disappeared. His best year was his rookie season. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of hype on him. I thought he was going to be a different player in the NFL. He turned into a grinder. I thought he was going to be an explosive pass catcher. Did not happen. So, uh, you know, enjoy the retirement. You got two Super Bowls. Good on you. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean he, two Super Bowls in five seasons. Like you can't be, he can't be mad no. at that at all. Walk off into the sunset, Sony Michelle. But as a Patriots fan, and how you always won, <clears throat> you guys took Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb. Think about yeah, that. Nick Chubb that will hurts. probably go into a third contract. I yep. personally think. Rams signed Royce Freeman today. Uh, who cares? Uh, <laughs> well, there we go. We'll get into more more Rams talk. Later. Yeah. All right, let's get into some more contract news. Uh, <laughs> We'll do this quick because, I mean, we all know Herbert's a stud. And he signed a five-year, $262.5 million contract extension. I know a bunch of that is guaranteed. That was like, God, I swear. A lot of it was guaranteed. It was like over 200. Mm -hmm. So he is one of the, the, if not the most highest-paid quarterback known Today, I think Deshaun Watson's guaranteed still will always be the top because nobody wants to do that again. But nope. uh, Justin Herbert, congrats on getting paid. I love Herbert. We don't really need to dig deep into that. Nope. Aaron Rodgers restructures his deal. Two years, $75 million, million fully guaranteed, which I think guarantees him to play through 2024. So he has two years. He's playing through it. I love this. 
especially if you have him and you're a win now team, if you want to go out and get Rodgers, you feel comfortable knowing this guy's playing for two years. I love that feeling. He, I, Me personally, if he loves New York this much and has success, he could play longer. Mm. So Aaron Rodgers' value in Superflex went up a little bit. So if you have him and you kind of feel like you want to trade off, go for it. What do you feel about Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I think it's there. And I, there was a funny tidbit in the news today. Twitter was blowing up over it um, about how he went back at Sean Payton for Sean yeah. Payton's remarks on Nathaniel Hackett. Dude. Don't keep your coach keep my coach's name out your mouth. He's got he's got some fire lit under him. So yeah, I, I think he's he's falling right into the the Gotham City feel yeah. uh, of the Jets. Um, I think there's a little sinister side to him. Yet he's supposed to be like some kind of dark knight that is going to bring the team out of the ashes. So um, yeah, I'm excited for the Jets this offseason, and I'm excited to see what Rodgers does this year. And I'm on board with you. He's playing next year as well. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, get healthy. He has an ankle injury. Uh, you know, I think it's a low ankle sprain. So yeah, he'll be all right. He can get healthy. Yes, hopefully that doesn't kind of hamper him through the season, but it shouldn't. Going to the other New York team, Saquon Barkley inks at one year, eleven million dollar contract. <coughs> Excuse me, but the thing is, it's not under the franchise tag, so they can still franchise. I know this is a huge thing. They still have the tag available for him for two more years. So he has two more tags. This does not count as a tag. He is under a one-year contract, $11 million. And um, he was going to refuse to play. And then he had kind of a come to Jesus and was like, hey, you know, I want to play. I'm going to show up and I'm just going to play and show that how, you know, show's worth. He's 26 years old. He has a chance to earn more than he would under the tag. But just a barely like maybe a million dollars it's more, more incentive it's, laden than anything yes. and and i think i think it makes sense for both sides both sides wanted to see something get done barkley comes in and yes he has a new agent that was kind of holding him back however um barkley wants to play he was never like oh he was it is what it is um and then the, the holdout news started to take over and guess what barkley isn't that kind of guy he wants to play no, he, he loves the game been. And and he is a 100% team player. So with the team agreeing on this one-year deal with him, I think it opens the door for more contract talks. And they saying, okay, do what you can for us this year. We're going to pay you this money. And we'll talk about next year. You know, maybe come October, we could see an extension come out of this. Yeah. And unfortunately, running backs aren't going to get paid. It's the way the world is right now. They're going to, I think the highest that we'll probably get to is McCaffrey. But I mean, well, they still have you, to pay the Galladay deal off too. If so. you if you make twelve, thirteen million dollars as a running back, you are highly paid as a running back. That's that's what it is. That's the market right now. It will probably change because you know football changes. In ten more years, we may see a resurgence in running backs. We may see the old school style of running backs happen again. But right now, we're not in that period. There are so many talented running backs and so little spots that this. Just like, oh, we'll we'll play this guy. Like Evan Hall, Jonathan Taylor. They can get, you know, probably 75% of Jonathan Taylor from Evan Hall. So why pay him tens of millions of dollars more than they I mean, can pay Evan even Hall. Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook. Perfect yes. example. So um, Colts considering putting Jonathan Taylor on the non-football injury list, the NFI. He suffered a back injury while working out on his own in Arizona. So Ooh. that news just popped up. That's not uh, good. 
No, so Jonathan Taylor, just you can hear it falling. Oh, there goes his value. It's falling, free falling. And uh, speaking of somebody's value who's not falling, Colt Komet, a On fan, the upswing. a lot of fan fandom here in the Dynasty Happy Hour. Four-year, $50 million contract, $32.8 million guaranteed, and it's uh, not quite the contract for a tight end who managed 50 receptions, but he also scored seven touchdowns in the last 10 games for the Bears. He seems to be a favorite target of Justin Fields, and I think his... People are like, oh, well, this is who he is. I still think he has an opportunity to bump up. We can see those touchdowns. I think the yardage will move up. People are thinking, oh, Darnell Mooney. I think it's DJ Moore, Cole Komet, log out. That's all you need. And Justin Fields is going to pretty much run and throw for the rest. Especially where, you know, in Dynasty, it might not be a bad idea to go out and try to acquire him off that news. You know he's going to be tied to a pretty good quarterback in Justin Fields where they want to experiment with Fields throwing the ball more. And we saw that work out last year at the end of the season. He's currently tight end 17, Dalton Schultz, Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer never took an NFL snap yet. Evan Ingram. He's way undervalued in my opinion, but you know, a couple of guys there, Greg Dolchik, Sam Laporta, McBride. I don't know. Cole Komet came first in that offense. And I, I, in that group, and I think uh, he's going to start climbing up this dynasty rankings um, before the season's over, of course. Yeah, and, and going to a league, I'm in the UDPL with a bunch of uh, fantasy football people. My tight ends are Cole Komet, Evan Ingram, and like Jake Ferguson, some younger guys, uh, Luke Musgrave. And I'm happy about it. Like yeah. I can literally play matchups with Ingram and Cole Komet and let those young guys kind of blossom. And I'm good with that, and I pay nothing for those guys. Well, other people are paying premium for Mark Andrews and stuff. I may not be getting that type of production, but I'm not paying that crazy, crazy price for tight ends. I'm going to figure it out, you know, youth, and I know no offense on the injury reserve, but I thought about it today. I'm like, maybe Just I came off go. today. I'm like, maybe I should go out and look at some Noah Fant because as much as I – you know, worry about his injury. He is dirt cheap, and he has lots of talent. He's the next first-round pick. Who knows? That's what tight end is. Who knows? But Cole Komet, a guy like that, is actually like eight points. You're guaranteed. Oh, no, that, that kind of sucks. But, hey, eight points from a tight end every week, and there's still a ceiling from the score touchdown. I'll take that. All right. Sure. You know what else I'll take? The trophy from everybody. Ooh. That's right. I'm going to take the trophy from you because that is what is a, a huge thing for me in leagues. I picked up our League of 10,000 Lakes trophy. It is blue like a lake, and I miss this thing. Now, my friend won it who lives in South Dakota. I He doesn't want me to ship it or anything, so I get to hang on to it for a year even though I didn't win it. But it's going to stay here. And that's what makes fantasy football great is the trophy. Like, yeah, the, the prize money's great. Trophies are so much better. We have a passing belt. Doug has it. It's back in Rhode Island in his possession. And you know what else is great? Their rings, which you can get completely free when you purchase a belt or trophy. You can get I have got I got a ring right in the corner for my trade addict seven championship in two thousand and one two thousand twenty one, not two thousand one. And two thousand twenty two we won it again. So I need to go ahead and get a little tag to put on the other side of this ring because I want it again. You can even go get yourself another ring or just use this free ring you get with your trophy yeah. and keep it. Keep it for your past championships. Get a case for this ring. Put the logos around it for your championships you've won. Or be like Chef. Customize your 
belt. I Ooh, want a customized belt. So fun. And the best part is, is whenever he wins a championship, he just gets to slap that bad boy on the belt. He doesn't need to pass it. It's his belt. It shows what he's done. It shows his accomplishments. And he can walk around the house confident with the chef logo. Oh, my wife loves him. <laughs> so good. So good. Yes, that is what you can do with the customizable belts. I thought about putting my Bob's Burger logo that I, I got made. <laughs> And putting that on the belt. Because what's better than having a belt than a Bob's Burger character of yourself on the belt? But that is the fun you can do with Trophy Smack. You can get a ton more stuff for the losers. Even wall stuff if you want a player or anything. Go check out their website, trophysmack.com. Use code DHHRING to get yourself a free ring with your trophy or belt. You're, you're going to thank us because they are great. They are honestly great. I love it. I love having trophies in leagues. All right. Should we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode? Let's break it down, baby. All right. Well, I kind of want to start off with, uh, I mean, we're talking meat and potatoes. Let's start off with the crappy part of the meal. All right. The, what are I like mean, the, the I, I like, I like roasted maps in? I, I like roasted carrots. So, I mean, that's probably the worst part of this meal. But that's what we'll start off with. And that is the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, we're going worst to first here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Jonathan Gannon, explosives, <laughs> explosives, explosives, is in at head coach. Uh, Drew Petzing is in at OC, and these are all new guys. These are the new head coach, new OC. We have we have no idea what's going on, but I think we know. We do oh, know. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of crap until Kyler Murray shows up. Now I know we've poo pooed on Kyler Murray, but. I think his value is uh, is very low. People don't want him. You know, thanks to us, we've we've told people we don't want him <laughs> on teams. But I think I'm at the point now where give me some Kyler Murray. I'm kind of rooting for the guy now that everybody's just beating him up. I mean, he might cry because everybody's beating him up. But you know what? I'm going to help pick him up because this guy's dirt cheap, and he has the top five ability of you know the rushing as long as he comes comes back healthy. But he's still got a good arm. Like, people forget how good he actually is in fantasy. Um, what what are your feelings? I just want to jump into Kyler right away because I think that's the biggest thing here. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure out more so the, the head coach and the offensive coordinator because I think that that really plays to what we're going to see for fantasy. Yeah, explosive. Jonathan Gannon is, is a defensive coach, all right? He comes from a defensive mindset. Which doesn't make me happy. However, he Drew Petzing, like he was a QB coach for the Browns um, prior to him, or after him being the tight end coach for the Browns for uh, two years prior to that. So I believe he's going to come up with some crossing routes that may help Kyler Murray out. Kyler Murray cannot throw it deep accurately. I don't see it on a on a normal everyday basis, and they did not let him do that. Yeah, so, Cliff Kingsbury was a bad play caller right bad we have to kind of throw everything out that we saw kyler do wrong and see if it's going to translate with the new coaching staff and we will not know until probably week two week three when he's really back to a a healthier kyler murray but now's your chance like like tyler said it's either your chance to buy in because his value has taken a hit or get out i mean i think it the market is split on him enough to where some people like him and like the opportunity still there and the simple fact that he's only 25 years old he just re-upped his contract they are behind him he's going to be there 
what th- for another until 2027 yeah so i like that 230 million that's not too shabby for a crybaby i mean yeah. uh, a, a quarterback now, so <laughs> this, whole, this whole thing is call of duty people rip on them for playing call of duty but you know what i think call of duty is falling it's not good anymore people are starting to realize it's just a money grab and you don't hear as much as a a, a big like hey you know call of duty so it seems like he's taking his rehab serious. He's taking everything serious and uh, maybe, you know, wheels up. But behind him, Colt McCoy, he's no. a good backup. But it's Clayton no. Toon that you kind of yeah. want to keep your eyes on. Um, I'll go through the depth chart. Uh, you Are you done with quarterbacks? You want to talk I about can, Clayton I can, I can speak on Clayton Toon real fast. Right. He's interesting, but I'm not, like, all the way in on him. He, could, he Probably best outcome, solid backup in the NFL. He's I don't think it's anything that I want to invest in for Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying uh, Stetson Bennett over Clayton too, and they'd rather. I would have, do I that. I, yes, I think I'd rather have Bennett personally because there's 100%. a greater opportunity for Bennett to keep the job. I think this is Kyler's job, no matter what. Tune will be a good backup, like you said. Let's go to the running back room. Um, you know, James Conner's still there. They got him under contract for I think another year. Uh, Corey Komet behind him, Keontae yeah. Ingram, and uh, Tyson Williams. Yeah. So uh, anybody here? I mean, Corey Komet, we don't need to touch base on because he's the starter imminently. He's probably the, no, I'm kidding. I think uh, Keontae Ingram is kind of interesting. Yes, I agree. He can handle some some backup work, but is not a star. He can be slippery if he hits if he finds the crease the right way. Um, but he's already 24 and he's only in his second year, so that kind of makes me worried that he if he doesn't get a chance to shine a little bit this season. He's going to be dynasty dust. Yeah. So if there's an injury, they could be the ones assigned Zeke or Cream Hunt. Like one hundred percent, because it's not to, happening with Corey Clement or Tyson Williams. I'm sorry. I, I sadly agree with Corey Clement, even though I still love the guy. Um, but for me, yeah, they could be a team that you know. What if they start two and zero? What if this coaching like? There's a lot of what ifs with this team. We could be all wrong and think this team could suck, and they could win because players don't like losing. So if they do get off the hot streak, they could be like, hey, you know, we should sign Kareem Hunt. We should sign Zeke. We should sign a running back behind him, behind James Conner, because we all know, you know, James Conner doesn't like to stay healthy as much. Uh, Let's go into the wide receiver group. Uh, They got Hollywood Brown, who they got from a trade last season. Uh, Michael Wilson, the third round pick. Uh, Rondell Moore, the small gadgety receiver that uh, will hopefully be used correctly. Um, We got... The, the Greg Dorchich, Dorchich, the, the human uh, Dorch. They, they have him at slot receiver. Zach Pascal, they got no. as well. <laughs> no, yeah, we're not we talking about, about that. Zach Pascal. Um, Sorry. So yeah, let, let's talk about these guys. They got a guy named Daniel Arias, Arias, and uh, don't know who that is. So yeah. um, we won't practice worry about squad. that. Yeah, practice squad guy, but. Uh, I'm going off our lads, by the way, everybody listening. So I'm just naming the guys in the green, which is the rookies, just in case, you know, we all don't know and it just pops up. But uh let's go into these guys. Uh give me your, you know, takes on this wide receiver core. I mean, he's kind of, we'll start off with the the most shiniest star, the Hollywood Brown, uh dynasty wide receiver 28, 26 years old. He's kind of the last man standing here, but he's in this last year of his contract. So I think Marquise Brown could be a sneaky buy right now in Arizona. His his value has taken a, a, a little bit of a bump since the DeAndre Hopkins news. However, 
you know, we still expect Kyler to miss some time. There may be some time for adjustments, blah, 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 blah. Let that echo chamber rock because as many, as many times as you think he's not a wide receiver one, like we said it about him in Baltimore, we said it about him when he came up, when he's over in Arizona too, but he was wide receiver five through the first six weeks of the season when Hopkins was suspended last year. So if Murray gets back sooner than later, Brown could surprise us off the rip. And I'm okay with holding if you have him and and not letting him go. And I'm also for acquiring him at a lower price than, than he has because of the bad news around the franchise. And it's a contract year where he could sign another three-year deal somewhere else and be a real fantasy superstar for us. I really like that because he is definitely forgotten. At 26, he's still got enough juice to last four more years. Now, in Dynasty, that is a lifetime. People don't realize four years in Dynasty is forever. So, uh, you know, Kyler Kyler will be back. They're best friends. They, they have chemistry together. And I know you say Kyler is a terrible deep ball thrower, but I think personally... If they give the route options to Marquise Brown, I know you said crossing routes, which they do a lot in Cleveland. If those get hit with Hollywood, he has a speed to burn, and yep. he can also take those deep balls and uh, take them to the house. So I really like that. I think a second-round pick gets it done for Hollywood. But the closer we get to that season, people are going to start realizing, no, 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 no. The odd give man the- out, in my opinion, are Rondell Moore, small, shifty, and Zach Pascal, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Rondell Moore, it, it it seems like the broken record. And we could talk about this for a lot of the slot receivers in their lightweight slot receivers that are super fast and agile. They get hurt more yeah. so than not. All right. He's missed 12 games in the past two seasons. That's not someone I want to invest in, even on the cheap. It's, I'm not yep. worth it. I'd rather put the the stock into Michael Wilson, a guy who the new regime drafted. Six foot two, six foot 215. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a big he's boy. An outside receiver, and he's going to be useful once again in crossing routes. What do they do in Cleveland? They ran crossing routes more so with that and the tight end, which we can segue right into with Trey McBride because McBride love, love Trey McBride. He is like he's dynasty tight end 13, which I, I get he was a little off last year with Zach Ertz still there. But he's super athletic. Doug's kind of tight end. And the tight end position last year in this offense, obviously it's a different different group of coaches, 108 targets. If he gets anywhere near at least half of that, he only had 39 last year, 265 and a touchdown. I mean, I'm okay with that. He's going to be he's going to be involved in this offense. I think Zach Ertz, especially since he's injured could open up some really good opportunity for McBride and his value will rise. 100%. I think McBride is going to, he might walk away this year with the most catches of this whole group. Mm. And, I mean, he's a second-round pick. People are shocked that the Cardinals drafted him, but we got to remember, like this team was old. This team was getting very old. They needed the youth resurgence to to kind of happen. And Trey McBride, over 1,000 yards with Colorado State. This guy is an a phenomenal pass catcher. If he was in this group this year, he would be right there with, uh, I think Laporta, like he'd be there with Laporta. I know the hype is nuts with Laporta. Laporta is good, but McBride as a pass catcher, phenomenal. Like he's great. And it took him a little time to get, you know, used to the the play calls and stuff. Cause tight end is probably one of the hardest spots to learn as a rookie. So 
Uh, I think he's going to come in with Ertz hurt, and they're going to run two tight end sets. They're going to get their best players on the field. And I think it's Wilson. I think it's Hollywood Brown, uh, Trey McBride, Zach Ertz when healthy, James Conner. They got two bookend tackles that, you know, they drafted one this year. They got two bookend tackles. This team, when Kyler comes back, if they are kind of sitting there at 50-50, we could see this team take off and be better than we think. But personally, I don't think it's happening. I think they'll probably struggle. Yeah. And uh, rumors have it they could be looking to just keep Kyler out a lot of the season and kind of play their cards, have that number one pick. And uh, you know what happens? They could trade that because they are not drafting. They could draft Marvin Harrison, which would be perfect for this team. Oh, it would be perfect. <laughs> and then Kyler's value is through the roof. And that trade you made for a first round pick is money in the bank. Like, yeah. That, that's how you do it. That's how you dynasty. Double down. Double, double, double down. Double touchdown. <laughs> All right, let's talk to another team that had very high hopes that fell apart, and that is the L.A. Rams. The Super Bowl hangover was way more than a hangover. It was the movie hangover hangover. You're trapped oh, yeah. on top of a building. You have no idea where your friends are, and that friend is Matthew Stafford. The Rams got roofied. Yes, we'll talk with about Matthew Stafford first. And that quarterback room behind him, Setson Bennett, the rookie fourth rounder, and Brett Rippin in the Terran. <laughs> uh, let's let's go over Stafford. I mean, he had the opportunity to retire this year and um, decided he wants to play some more. Says he's in the best health of his life. I mean, yeah, because you have of course not taken, he did. He he has not taken a hit, and he did look like he you know he's on a different diet. Maybe he talked to Tom Brady, looked a little leaner. But uh, Matt Stafford coming in here after winning the Super Bowl two years ago, um, and Setsa Bennett, who we I think we all like as a winner in college. He that's all he did was win, a walk on guy, won in Georgia two years straight. And people are saying he's not a deep ball thrower. He's more of a ding. No, he this guy can chuck it, and he loved to throw deep at Georgia. People mm-hmm. got to remember him and George Pickens had a lot of connections in Georgia. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this quarterback room first. Um, well, it's not so much the quarterback room that I want to I want to pinpoint here. It's the poor offensive line. All right, they're twenty fourth in pass blocking, seventeenth in run blocking. We know there's problems. Last year, the quarterback on the Rams, whoever it may have been, was sacked fifty nine times. All right, twenty nine of which were Stafford. So if he could stay healthy, I think his his high end QB two ceiling is plausible. But if you don't have to take the risk, I don't want to. Can I? I I'm going to mention their uh, offensive line starters. So this is going to be a fun practice. Uh, Rob Havenstein, who's been there for a long time. Havenstein, right haven't heard him. Uh, Joe Nopum, who was supposed to be um, the Joe guy. Joe Nopum, got it. He, you know, he, uh, every, it seems like every game I've watched on primetime that the Rams had. They talk about Nopum and how he's supposed to be the guy that took over for what's his name, the older guy that played with him for a while. Oh he's yeah, now yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Um, was supposed to take over, and every time I watched, is always getting beat. Pass rush, Whitfield? always getting beat with speed. Can't Who? remember his name? Whitfield. Yeah. Is his name Whitfield? No. Um, <laughs> I totally messed but that up. Let's let's keep going. Left guard, <laughs> Steve Avila. Brian Allen at center. I've heard that before. Don't remember who he used to play for. Um, Celtics. <laughs> Logan Bruss at right guard. And then I said the the tackle. 
So that seems like a heap and pile that you got to run behind. And uh, speaking of running behind, let's get right in. Well, let's one one last one last yeah, thing about Stetson Bennett is is interesting. Okay, fourth round pick in the twenty three draft, like Tyler had, mentioned, two times, <laughs> two time Georgia champion. So he's ca- he's capable of running an offense successfully, and I don't think he caves under pressure. Um, I, I think he can do a fine job handling a backup role. And it may turn into something more if Matthew Stafford goes down and he gets more opportunity. And Tyler, unlike Kenny Pickett, all right, Stetson Bennett has 10-inch hands, okay? Yeah, but he's also 180 pounds. <laughs> Kenny Pickett has him by about 40 pounds. Let's, but the but hands, behi- Tyler. Behind this offensive line, he will definitely have to work a little harder. Yes. But um, I do agree. I think if there's going to be a, quote-unquote, Brock Purdy, this year, it will probably be Stetson Bennett or Clayton Toon. Uh, pick your poison. But for me, give me the person who actually could take the starting role away from a veteran who is often injured and will probably be in because of the injury. Uh, Matt Safford, he's going super late. I think he's got a year or two left. So I, me personally, give me Aaron Rodgers over Stafford, which, 100%. Is, which is weird to say. But the fact that Stafford is literally you know made out of glass right now and being held together by, you know, Gorilla Glue. That worries me. <laughs> uh, let's go to the running backs, which is running behind this poor line. And the first person is Cam Akers, who's not a stranger to running behind bad offensive line. He's done his whole NFL career and his whole college career. Yep. Doug will, Doug will tell you that. He's a Florida yep, State Florida guy. Florida State. Cam Akers. Um, and then behind him, Kyron Williams, who a uh, Notre Dame fan. And you were a fan of last year. I he think he's a guy. He showed some flashes. It was just injury. And Zach Evans, a lot of people's, uh, one of their favorite running backs coming into this class. And Ronnie Rivers, who I don't think we need to talk about. I think the no. three are mainly. The and Ronnie Hillman now. Ronnie Hillman. Uh, God rest your soul. I mean, we don't want to bring that up. Uh, he passed away last year. Oh, no, James. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For, uh, what was it? He just, we just Royce went over it in Freeman. the news. Royce Ron- Freeman. I mean, sorry. Hey, hey, Denver Broncos. I uh, see I know, how you I got up. messed up. Yep. I get uh-huh. it. But my no, apologies. Ronnie Hillman, one of my top draft picks in Dynasty in twenty twenty. Sorry, Royce Freeman. Uh, twenty thirteen, I think, was Ronnie Hillman's draft class with Tavon Austin. I took those two. Hmm. You're welcome. Um, yeah, let's get into this running back group. Cam Akers. Uh, give me your thoughts on him and what you're doing. Well, we know it's a poor offensive line. We already talked about that. Uh, look for the Rams to add depth behind him. Up until yesterday, that's where my notes were. Um, this is a final make-or-break year for Cam Akers um, in his rookie season. He's only 24 years old. He has sustained multiple injuries. We know that. Um, but he really turned it on the last three weeks of the season, which gives me a little bit of feel-goods. He did that the year before that, too. So that's Yeah, but, the thing. but check, it, check it out, man. 23 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns against the top 10 rushing Broncos defense last year. All right. He didn't do that the year prior. So I I think, I think he has grown in the NFL. He had his ups and downs with um, McVay. And I don't think he stays in LA next year. So while the franchise is on the downswing, while everybody's talking crap about the offensive line, I'm going out and I'm trying to acquire Cam Akers for what? For the second contract, not the first one. No, I don't really care what he you. does. Yeah, well, 
we'll see what happens. Cause you know what? I, I felt that same way against about Miles Sanders after he was coming down off that, that bad year. And then poof, you know, he, he had scored, one great year with Jalen Hurts. 11 touchdowns and got his contract. Now me personally, he was not coming off an Achilles injury either. Fair and, enough. But I mean, it's not apples to apples. We but know the thing this. Is like, this guy was but he's a get good RB two flex option for your dynasty yes, team. Yes. But I think his price is way overpriced. Like, People Fair. the past two years have banked off of the past production of like, hey, remember end of the season? Yeah, we went into the last year thinking that, and then guess what? He's just about to get cut, is going to get cut. You got him for a third, then boom. He's now the starter. He's worth an early second, late first. And uh, no, thank you. I'm You're just trying to get out of on him? That's it? Yeah, it's it's running back going into second contract that was just about to get cut. I mean, Zach Red Evans play. is the more interesting player I didn't like in this tape. backfield. I didn't I, like his play his tape either. If However, they can get the best out of him. This could be a steal, right? And and he's going to be that downhill runner, that goal line back. Um, and we know he missed time during for a hip injury in 2022. He's more muscle than speed, and I I think if the Rams get down towards the goal line, we're going to see him a lot more than Cam Akers. All right, there. I want to get right into these wide receiver groups because there's a couple of people I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ben's chronic. We got, of course, Cooper Cup right up top, the the Triple Crown winner a couple years ago. Van Jefferson, who, let's not forget, is 27 years old already. I looked at 20. that, and I wrote a, a question mark because I couldn't believe it. He came in old. Mm-hmm. He had some injuries in Florida, so he came in older. And uh, so now he's at, you know, 27. And we've got Puka Nakao, but Nakua. it's Puka, Puka Nuka is what I like to call him. Oh, yeah? Uh, no. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. 2-2 Atwell, the former second-round pick. But I there's a couple guys I just kind of want to hit on, and that is Puka and uh, Cooper Cup. Now, I made a trade today. I got Devonta Smith and Nick Chubb. Now, the initial trade started at Cooper Cup. And I thought to myself, I would like Cooper Cup, yes. But for two years of production, for, for a production, I'm not giving up as much as I would for Devonta Smith. So I actually switched to Devonta Smith um, so Cooper cup is very interesting to me. He had a major injury. They didn't even put him back on the field. They said, just sit. This is a lost season. And, uh, he's coming back, hopefully healthy. What are your feelings on Cooper cup? And say you are a, give me the outlook for two different teams. Like you have a winning team and you're a team that's definitely on the bottom of your dynasty league. What are you doing with Cooper cup? Uh, well, if I have Cooper cup on both of those teams, the winning team I'm holding because okay. guess guess what? If I'm if I'm win now, I'm going to go for the win now. And if I don't wind up making the playoffs for, for some odd reason, I'm selling Cooper Cup midseason and getting rid of him. If and same goes for if I am not if I am not competing this year. Are you holding at all? A little bit into the season? No, I don't think so because everybody. I don't think I can see Cooper Cup's value going up any oh, higher. I could. He has ten catches, one hundred sixty-two yards, and a touchdown. I mean, week one. yeah, you might be able to squeeze a little bit more out of I him, but he's still going right now for a, a first plus. All right. I mean, and maybe that player that plus is a better player, which is is great. So, I mean, if something else happens to this offense and they start falling apart again, like they did last year. It's going to be a problem. You might lose some value. I think he's a perfect in-season trade candidate either way. All right. Now let's go to Puka Nakua. 
<laughs> and let's talk about him and his value because I, a fifth round pick. I know people are kind of like, oh, he's not going to pan out, but people don't realize like this guy started with Washington. I had him on a fantasy college team when I played college to uh, college to Canton, uh, Canton to whatever it is. Yeah, it, it was a league where, it was, yeah, where pretty much you draft college players and they go to your dynasty roster as they get drafted. And I took him when he was a freshman, very high recruit. Um, guy that is six foot to six foot two. I'm, you know, I'm not six sure foot two ten. Yes. So, um, he, he's a big guy, but he is a great route runner. He doesn't have the speed to burn you, but you know what? You don't need it when you are as good as a route runner as he is. And he's a player. Like he's a run after the catch type guy, pretty much a Cooper cup style player. And, um, that is what I'm looking at. Say the Rams aren't producing, which I see. And, they could trade Cooper Cup, and I think his contract isn't as bad as people think. Cooper Cup could be a trade candidate to say, you know, the Patriots, if they're winning, they need wide receiver help. Um, and Puka steps right into Cooper Cup's role, gets six catches. I think he could do what Cooper Cup does, maybe like 80% of it, but the value's there, and he's going for nothing. What would you give for Puka? I mean, at most, a third. We really haven't seen too much. Yeah, I'm not going to go out and offer a second for a fifth round pick at a BYU of all schools. No, no offense. Um, I don't like really like the whack uh, conference, but I, I, he did make some noise at the combine and he could be in an in-season ad off of waivers. Like you could see someone dropping him because he's not going to be immediately on the field. And they're like, oh, it's a fifth round pick. But we have to remember that Van Jefferson's in the last year of his deal. All right, he's coming off an ACL tear last year, so he may not be 100%. And I think Puka Nakua, like, they went out and got him, okay? So I'm I'm okay with with trying to acquire him. I, I mean, I really picked him up everywhere, like, in the last round of my rookie drafts. But uh, he's a he's a fair asset, like an add-in add in, in another trade. Yeah. Don't go yeah. specifically for Puka Nakua because then people are going to wonder why the hell you're doing it. I would. Because I, I think he is a guy that is going to blow up and a guy that if I don't go out and get now, I will regret not doing it. And he's been a guy for the past month I've been trying to snake where I don't have him. And, of course, like you said, people wonder why. So they decline everything I send to him. So uh, that is definitely the hard hardest part about being in the industry is even home league people wonder what are you doing? What are oh, you yeah. thinking? What do you know that I don't? Yes, which I know nothing. I no. am the Jon Snow and I know nothing, so joke's on you. Uh, I, I do want to hit their tight end room a little bit. I know Tyler Higby's there. I don't like the inconsistency. I know everybody's on it because of the weapons, but the guy I'm looking at is a guy they got in the Jalen Ramsey trade, and that's Hunter Long. I was a big fan of him coming out of college. Um, I'm looking at him as a throwing piece or even a free agent guy. He's on the pup right now, but if he can stay healthy, this guy is a great pass-catching tight end. Like, People forget how good he was in college, and he had to sit behind Gasecki in Miami. But they put him in the deal. like They wanted him in the Jalen Ramsey deal, so that matters to me. Sean McVay saw something in him and saw, like, hey, this could be our future at tight end, and I like it. What, I, would you do the same? I mean, I, I don't mind the the acquisition if you want to go out and try to He's you know, probably on free agent. Throw in a, play a lottery ticket on Hunter Long, who's been in the league, kind of proven as a receiving tight end. Um, and has done well blocking as well. And we had all thought that he may be sticking around Miami 
this past year where Mike Gesicki was going yeah. to get uh, out. And I was kind of sad to see him go in that high-powered offense, but I'm okay with him adding here. Tyler Higby, you know, he's dynasty tight end 33 for good reason. All right, he's 30 years old. Like you said, he's very inconsistent. However, he, he finished as the tight end six in PPR last year, gross. which is disgusting. So imagine if Hunter Long gets some of that work and eventually takes over. Um, I'm not really trying to acquire Tyler Higby, but Hunter Long, cheap asset that you can just go out and he's get free. pretty yeah. much off of waivers. Um, I'm okay with it if you want to take a shot. I know we saw Bryson Hopkins try to get involved last year. It just didn't really seem to work out, and uh, he may take some more time to develop. All right, let's get right into Seattle. Let's jump right into it. But first, I let's, love this jump, team. let's jump into what can help your life, and that is Manscaped. Manscaped can help every aspect. You know what? I have a subscription to Manscaped that sends me products every three months. Ooh. Well, I ran out of a certain project, a pro- product, project, and that is the ball deodorant. I mean, we use deodorant on our armpits, and they smell. But what could smell worse during a hot day, which is how hot it is? Your undergarment. So get some deodorant for that. I love it. I use it every day. It's got the the stuff that doesn't allow it to stick. So you just feel comfortable, smooth. Yeah, cool no cha- no chafing. No, you yeah. smell good. You don't sweat. I mean, it's your it's wife's a, dream. I mean, I felt like I've talked enough about my balls on here, so we will just move on. Yeah, I mean, let, let's go, just keep it clean, all right? Let, Choose Manscaped for all your grooming needs. Use yes. code DHH for 20% off. Manscaped, your balls will thank you for it. Let's move right on. All right, let's get right into Seattle because that this is going to be a fun team, an interesting team. Now, at first, we got Geno Smith, who came back and yes. became became a top quarterback. Like This guy was top in completed per- completion percentage. This guy was accurate as could be, and um, he got his contract. He got what, what was deserved. Two uh, years. Lock, yeah, two years. Drew Locke behind him, and uh, Holton Elhers, whoever that is. But pretty much it's Drew Locke and Geno Smith that will probably be on this team. The whole two quarterbacks, but Drew Locke, we don't need to talk about him. Let's talk about Gino. Yeah, I mean, everybody was talking like Drew Locke was the next best thing since sliced bread last year. Boy, were they wrong. All right, Gino Smith. I mean, he comes in very low ranked, QB 21 in Dynasty, and I get it. He's 32 years old, kind of had a resurrected career after last season. Everybody doubted him after the Jets, et cetera, et cetera. But there's one thing that's really important here, and the coach. Pete Carroll loves Geno Smith. He loves the fact that he understands the offense. He can read the defense. They said, okay, here's a contract. And now they add more passing weapons in this offense, which, you know, JSN, who we will talk about, Zach Charbonnet, who I I thought was awesome in my RB2 in this this draft class. I'm all about Geno Smith as the winner coming out of this draft. You know, he didn't they didn't go and draft a quarterback in a, in a quarterback yeah. kind of heavy draft. You know, they went out and got weapons for the future. And I, I think it just says that Geno Smith is going to do more of the same. He finishes QB five last year. I think he can definitely repeat that sort of production in 2023. Yeah, people are doubting it. But I mean, if it's the same offense why not have the same production, especially when they add weapons? Yeah. Uh, Gino is the poor man's Jared Goff, I think, in Dynasty, where people don't want any part of him 
He's 33 years old, I think. So he's still young enough to where he's got, you know, three or four years if he can stay consistent like this. But if he's, he keeps this up, a second-round pick for Geno in a super flex league where you need quarterback help, he's a great, great, great quarterback. If too. you like, can get so him good. for a second, smash it. Yeah, and that's what you're going to have to pay. Nobody wants to – if somebody's getting a second, they're out because they – you know, got him for free probably. So th- I think a second will get. Would it done. you pay up to a late 2024 first? No. If I competing would, I, and need a second quarterback to injury, would not. I would not. Like a, a first rounder, I'm, I'm looking to add more to it to get somebody higher. Like Fair if enough. I'm going to give up a late first, I'm going to go for a Jared Goff, who I think is in a, more, I'd say a similar offense, but is younger. I get mm-hmm. five more years, and I think we'll get his extension as well. Fair. Um. Let's go to the running backs. After mentioned, uh, we mentioned the news: uh, Kenneth Walker the third, and Zach Charbonnet. We got DJ Dallas and Kenny McIntosh, who is uh, apparently catching everything, and his explosiveness is showing up, which is weird because the guy ran a four seven forty. Like he was slow. People thought he'd come out faster. It was like a four six five or so. I'm kind of. I'm kind of undermining him and not giving him his credit, but it was not fast. And Kenny McIntosh, though, is known for his pass-catching ability, so that could eat away at DJ Dallas. But we are here to talk about the big two, the two second-rounders from each year, uh, Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker, both hurt. If you were given an opportunity and you had to choose, which one are you going after? I'm going to go after Kenneth Walker. Who everybody hates. Everybody hates Kenneth Walker. Everybody hates him, and everybody was was doubting his talent last year. But as soon as we we really saw him get the opportunities needed, I mean, he really started to show up. Uh, I mean, if he has at least 18 attempts a game, he's getting at least 10 fantasy points. He may not have all these blow-up games, but I'm, I'm okay with that. He's only 22 years old. I'm not selling him away. I believe in the talent and the physicality. Yes, his ceiling might be capped because Charbonnet is there now and he's not going to get any passing work. But we never really banked on him to get the passing work. Yeah. I, I think we hoped we hoped we, we he can knew. do it. But we know that we also don't want in Dynasty when a 22 year old running back is already Dynasty running back nine. We don't want him to get the full bell cow roll. Don't be selfish because then all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. And we already know the injury history in this backfield. It is real. And it already has taken place here in training camp in the first week. All right. Zach Charbonnet shoulder injury. That's not good. Like we need him catching balls, breaking through tackles. That's what he's great at. All right. Kenneth Walker. It's, it's going to be a slight thing. I think both of these guys sit for the rest of training camp. And this talk between the two running backs in Seattle goes on late into August and we're sitting here right before the beginning of the season saying, man, I really don't know what I should do. And that's when the offers start coming in. That's when you could start attacking. Hey, I'll get Kenneth Walker for, you know, a second plus a player. Maybe happens. Yeah. And, this you know, I would do it. I would do maybe Joe Mixon in a second for Kenneth Walker right now. I don't think you'd have to. I think you could do Joe Mixon and in, in a, in a player and so, a player. Puka Nakua. Yeah, that could get it done. And um for me, I I like both players. I think they're both good, and they both can feed off of each other. Why not? Well, yeah. like, Tony Pollard and Zeke worked perfect. Like I get mm-hmm. we all hated it, but Tony Pollard didn't need 20 carries to be elite. We all wanted it to happen, but it didn't, and it still worked out. Like 
this, we're, you're not getting a full workload running back anymore. We've seen it. It's not happening anywhere. It rarely happens anywhere. And I'd say Saquon is probably like the, the only one, and he didn't really get paid. So uh, for me, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, I think they're both kind of in that buy window. And it's just take your pick. And I think both are even priced. If you went up to somebody and said, hey, I want Zach Charbonnet, I think you'd probably have to give up the same amount for Kenneth Walker because there's so much hate on Kenneth Walker right now. It's ridiculous. And everybody loved him last year. Go back and look at all the news, all the tweets. Everybody loved Kenneth Walker to the point where they said, this guy could be better than Brees Hall. Like That was a talk going on. And now all of a sudden, a year later, here we are. All right. And, and realistically speaking, if you have one, you should probably if you have Kenneth Walker, you should probably try to go out and acquire Zach Charbonnet. You could probably play the, both of them too. Correct. I have both of them in multiple leagues. And if okay. one goes down, the other one's going to get the full workload. I don't believe in DJ Dallas. He's a fill-in. Kenny McIntosh, I know he likes his apples. He gives an apple every day to the teacher, etc. Pretty good right now, giving Pete Carroll some apples on a daily basis in training camp. However, they brought Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker into this offense early, early draft capital for both of them. There, it's their jobs to lose. Yep. Uh, let's go to this amazing wide receiver core. We are way over time, but you know ah, what? This is a very okay. in depth episode called DHHR. You know? Yeah, to her. All right, let's go over this. DK Metcalf stud, Tyler Lockett. 32 years old season coming up, but still producing. And Jackson Smith, the Jigba, the first receiver taken in the 23 draft, who is my wide receiver one in this draft class, and I think is going to be elite. All the hype coming out of camp has been this guy special. DK Metcalf came out and said, this guy's going to be special. Mm-hmm. And we all saw that his his sophomore year you know, in, in Ohio State. Why are people not expecting him to be great? Like I know he had a bad junior season, a very injury riddled season. This guy's elite. Like this guy was outplaying Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I think he's way better than Chris Olave personally, because I think Chris Olave is a good wide receiver too. But I think he's right there with Garrett Wilson. I loved Garrett Wilson. JSN is right there talent wise with him and if fully healthy. This guy could be, you know, the wide receiver one for this team. He's going to play out of the slot. And uh, Tyler Lockett, I know he's played a ton of games, you know, you know, Mr. Iron Man. But like we said, you know, usually that streak comes in and closer to their 30s. He's 32. It could happen. And JSN could get 140 targets. Why not? Um, I don't think it happens yet. All right. I, I, what I'm, what I always look at a team, I look at the, the full room and try to compare it to what we've seen around the league before, because it is a copycat league. Take the Cowboys, for example. They had Amari Cooper. They bring in C.D. Lamb. All right? C.D. Lamb starts in the slot. We don't really see a full C.D. Lamb's potential hit yet until he moves outside. All right? And I don't think this happens this season for JSN, which is okay, because he's a rookie. He's only 21 years old, and he he still dealt with a hamstring injury last year. So I am hesitant to say he's going to be the wide receiver one on this team when you have DK Metcalf, who commands targets as an alpha, Tyler Lockett, who has only finished inside the top 15 wide receivers the past four years, all right? And he's signed through 2025. So he's 30 years old. We could see another year, obviously the 2023 season, 
most likely the 2024 season. And if he's going to be a cap hit casualty, it comes in 2025. So JSN has time to grow. He has time to blossom. And I, he's they're, they're going to be stunning offense. There's and no reason why this offense can't compete with the number one offense last year in this division. I think he's a thousand yard receiver year one. I and if he, he pretty- is, sky is the limit. Yeah. I think he produces, he is, I mean, they drafted him, I get it was a luxury pick, but, I mean, let's talk about their first-round draft picks. Witherspoon has not signed, he's holding out because he Mm. wants, you know, guaranteed, no. So, Mm. I mean, there's a lot of hate on Witherspoon, you know, he could hit and stuff and he can play the ball, but we won't get too deep in the IDP, but, yeah, holding out as a rookie, you haven't even set foot on the field, don't do that. Don't do Uh, that. JSN, coming in, he was supposed to be the luxury pick, and he looks like he's going to be the pick that should have been at at 106, where Seattle took Witherspoon, or 105, I think. Well, they got him out of value. Yeah. So uh, JSN, I think, is going to smash. Um, I mean, he's comp to Doug Baldwin slash Julian Edelman. Yeah. He's got glue for hands, and, and he's super versatile. Like, like that's that's all you need to know about JSN. Now, we Go out and acquire. We all know Tyler Lockett's probably a value. You can get him for a second, and he's going to produce as a wide receiver, too. Yeah, every year. Uh, I mean, we could just you could trade Gabe Davis straight up right now for Tyler Lockett and um, match. And and for me, like Tyler Lockett, if you're like I said, if you're we could take this clip, cut it out and put it on to next year. He's a value. He's going to stay a value. And if you need help at receiver, he's a great person to go after. That's not going to break the bank. And DK Metcalf was wide receiver two at one point in Dynasty. Mm. He's kind of fallen off. I think it's because of all the weapons. He is turning into more of their big deep threat guy, and um, he's like a Mike Evans. For for yeah, for me personally, it's just like that. He's gonna have his weeks where it's four for thirty, and doesn't break a big big gang. But he's gonna have weeks where it's seven for one forty and three. Like he's gonna have weeks like that, and um, I think right now his value is perfect. Mm-hmm. You'd probably have to give a first, and I, if I need receiver, I'd be willing to give a first. And but I mean, he's at the point where he's he's two more years away from getting another contract. He signed a three year deal last year, so he's going to be due for another contract. He could go to a different team. Value rises, but I still think he's one of the most ultra talented players in the NFL that doesn't get enough enough credit for how good he is because he's with Tyler Lockett and now JSN. So I think the value could actually drop a little bit. I, I to, his he's valued perfectly right now. Yeah, DK no, I agree. Dynasty wide receiver 12. He finished wide receiver 16 last year. And I don't know if this, if he's going to grow anymore, his value may not rise, but it definitely, (laughs) I think he's hit his ceiling. He has hit his ceiling as far as value goes. But I I think you're going to get the return on the investment. Like he can easily stay in that 10 to 12 range. Yeah. And, and be happy. And I'm happy with that. And as long as he's not your wide receiver one, because he is more of a boom and bust pos- positional wide receiver, I love him as a wide receiver too, man. You can really do some damage with DK as a, as a wide receiver too for yeah. your dynasty rosters. No, I agree. And uh, let's go to tight end quick. And we already talked a little bit about Noah Fant, how I think he's a, he's a screaming value at the moment. Um, other than that, I'm good. I think they're going to use JSN inside more. Yeah, I'm catcher. I'm kind of off a fan. I was on him a little bit last year until the injury kind of really kept up with him. Now he's dealing with some kind of undisclosed knee issue, which I guess he just got cleared coming off the pup today. Yep. Um, he's only 25 years old, 
ranked currently dynasty tight end 21, but I don't think he's going to be very fantasy relevant with JSN working in the middle of the field. So I'm off a no fan. Okay. All right. Let's get right into the San Francisco 49ers, the best team in the division. And uh, I don't think we need to uh, talk much about that because we know it. Let's go into the quarterback room because they got three quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, who uh, apparently has fallen to quarterback three on the depth chart because Sam Darnold is throwing lasers all over in training camp. Now, I I get people like, oh, God, here we go. Mm -hmm. I think this sticks. I'm out on Trey Lance. I think the the hope is done. I mean, the guy hasn't played football in so long, and the team does not show anything about him like there's no hype about him there's no like progression it's all purdy like they're all talking about purdy and how good he looks and darnold nothing about trey lance so i know the hype and hope was there i think trey lance he currently still ranked higher in dynasty adp qb 22 compared to purdy 28 darnold not ranked um so pretty 100 like i'm taking purdy wow that's changed huh your stance Yep, I, I'm. Wow. I I hate it, but unless Tra- Trey Lance gets traded, there's he's stuck there. This is a perfect example of why you don't invest a high first round rookie pick in a Trubisky conference style player and in, in yeah, in a risky style of quarterback that came from a um, lower two. tier, yeah, Division two school. What South Dakota State? South North, North North Dakota State. North Dakota State. I and apologize. He was he in the played, North. He played 19 one games season. or so. Yeah. yeah, one season. And he was great in that one season. However, it's not always going to pan out. So be careful what you spend your first-round rookie picks on. It could turn into Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance. Trey Lance was my biggest And Sam miss. Darnold, he can go sniff a ghost ghost's butt. I'm not interested at all. I'm I might go. I might go snag some Darnold for cheap. You might snag some Darnold. No, no, no. Because Purdy, we'll I, if Darnold's quarterback too, and Purdy still has, uh, you know, the I think they're going issue. to use Trey Lance to some. I uh, don't to some extent, just so they can trade him away. Because this team does not have a lot of draft they had capital. Chances. They had so many chances. They should have just got rid of him to Green Bay a year ago. Not not Green Bay. I mean, they had Tennessee. You know, the rumors were Tennessee was looking at him. There's a lot of teams looking at him. I mean, Houston, before they took Stroud, there was a lot of talk about a lot of teams interested. Atlanta, and they they didn't. They decided not to trade. because They're honestly, just going to let Trey Lance rot on the bench, which is, is just ridiculous. And, there's only, and I, I agree. There's only, I think the footballer said this, there's only so many coaches that could do this, and Shanahan's one of them. Shanahan can take the punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. For giving up that much draft capital for a player and still be praised for what he did. What like, are the odds that um, the Raiders trade for Trey Lance? I could see that. Like, it and we'll go right happen. up behind Jimmy G and say, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" It needs to happen yeah. because it, just for the media, just for social media, that needs honestly, to Darnold and Purdy is are the two quarterbacks that you'd want for the 49ers, which is crazy. And I hate saying it, and it hurts me because I was I love Trey Lance. And I'm out. Like, if I have him, I'm. I'd take a second for him. In Brock Purdy's just not making enough mistakes to put Trey Lance in ahead of him. He five and zero as a starter, in and you were mystery relevant. You know, thirteen touchdowns, four interceptions. That says something. That's elite. Yeah, like, that's good. 
We want that out of all our quarterbacks for Dynasty. Yep. And does Trey Lance bring that to the table? No, he doesn't. I think Brock Purdy can can play the offense that Shanahan wants him to play, and that's that's the reason why he's the starting quarterback going forward. All right, let's go to the running backs, Christian McCaffrey. Who's you know, that? Running back. like He's the only running back that if you had him at running back 101 and you didn't trade him, you're happy. Like, you're okay. Yeah, all right, cool. Exception to the rule. He's literally the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. So, Elijah Mitchell behind him, that's the only guy I want. Cheaper ad. Yeah. Third, because, uh, third, fourth round pick. TDP from, from last year. Nothing. Nope. You know, didn't show anything. Jordan Mason, we all had a little offseason hype. Nothing. I mean, he was okay, but I'm I'm saying nothing. It's Mitchell and CMC log out. And if they get hurt, they are a team that would sign a Zeke or a Kareem Hunt easily. I think yeah. it'd be quick. But let's move on to the wide receivers, which is a little more juicy. And they've got Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel mm-hmm. on the outside. Debo, guess apparently looking healthy and strong as ever, was very unhappy with this season. Juwan Jennings, the big tall dude on the outside that gets the occasional four for 60 or 70. And it's just not relevant. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod. They got Chris Conley. Um they got Willie Sneed and the guy who I'm interested in, Danny Gray, the third round pick from last year, who I think can still grow as a player. I get he didn't really do too much, but for me, Danny Gray is the the guy I'm keeping my eye on. The cheap still. shot. Loved yeah. him at SMU. And uh you know, the third round pick. People gotta remember that. He was a third round pick for this team that didn't have many picks. So Brand Ayuk and Debo are the two that we should really talk about. And Ayuk yeah. is due for a contract soon. I know they picked up his fifth year, but Contract's coming up, and Debo's already paid. So here we go. Yeah, um, I think they're both on. Well, Ayuk is 25 right now. He's still on his rookie deal. It'll be done after 2024, so look for maybe an extension going towards Ayuk. He seems to have grasped uh, Kyle Shanahan's. He's having a crazy offseason once again. Every, yeah, I every mean. Every offseason, Ayuk has a crazy offseason. And. I would, I would like every year I come out and say, I don't expect Brandon Ayuk to do too much. And he's doing more and more every season. So normally I would say, I don't expect a huge step forward, but I kind of do. Like we saw Ayuk eat in the offense with Purdy as the quarterback. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with him and Debo. I think they're going to go, you know, they're going to be a one A and one B situation and they're not too far off in age. The t- this, this is the wide receiver room for at least the next two seasons this year and next year. Um, I'm, I'm okay with either one. I really don't have anything negative to say about it. The only thing is, you know, Brandon, I, you could get vultured a little bit by the tight end, George Kittle. A little so, bit. So for me, it, my buy is Debo. Cause the age people see the age of 27. Like, Oh, yeah. he's getting close. Debo is used differently. So I signed through 2025 already. Yes, I think Debo's the buy because he is just a tad cheaper than Ayuk. Even though Ayuk shouldn't be more expensive because Debo has a top five season in his book. But for me, Debo's the buy. And I I think he's a very interesting and fun buy. And uh, after his tremendous season, his values dropped. Uh, let's go to the tight ends and oh, Purdy's wait, wait, wait. Let me I got a little little interesting tidbit for for Debo. Because you said possible buy or is a buy. I, I think it's a possible buy low opportunity. I mean, we haven't seen his value this low since he truly broke out in 2021 and finishes the wide receiver three. He finished last year as wide receiver 40 overall. Yeah. So injuries. 
De- yeah. He dealt with five injuries last year, which included two hamstring strains, quad sprain, high ankle, blah, 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 blah. He missed four games. This is your opportunity to buy Debo Samuel. Yep, 100%. And George Kittle, who nobody wants to buy because the age is creeping up, he's 29, which is still relatively young for a tight end. Uh, he dealt with major injuries. I think Kittle could be a guy who I know he dealt with a ton of injuries because of the style of play. What if he's just healthy? Like, what if all of a sudden he just hit 30 and he had that dad strength and becomes uh, healthy? Uh, Kit, Purdy loved Kittle. Mm, I mean, whenever Purdy was in, did. Kittle was all of a sudden a top three tight end. He was back up there with the Kelseys and the Mark Andrews. He had some big games. Week 15 and 16, he finishes the tight end one, tight end three. But Help before that, but before that, he was averaging only 10 fantasy points per game, which gave him around tight end eight which maybe the juice isn't worth the squeeze if you can't peg when he's going to have those big boom games. Yep. And, and I mean, it all depends on price. What are people willing to... I'd rather trade? have Kyle Pitts than George Kittle. Well, I mean, everybody would in Dynasty, but for me, I don't think you got to pay that price. A Kittle, you could get for a couple seconds, personally, because of the age and the injury past in the history. Uh, but also, we're also getting into, like, if I could get Kittle over, at, like... Evan Ingram and Kokomet that we mentioned earlier. Those two are the the cheap safety blankets. If you can't get a guy like Kittle, Pitts, and I'm okay with Evan Ingram if I don't have George Kittle. I'm I think okay you, could, you have to pay tons less to get Kittle over Hawkinson. And I think I would rather oh, have yeah. Ki- I'd rather have Kittle over Hawkinson at the moment, especially with Purdy being hyped as a quarterback. So that's it. We did it. We Ooh. ran a hour and 20 minutes is a little long, but you know what? Yeah. We really want to get into depth of this really bad division just to really <laughs> have you guys listen to our voices the whole time about yeah. things that probably won't even matter in the end, but we like to talk fantasy. We're getting in that time period. Uh, James, I mean, we all talk about Dynasty Nerds. I want you guys to go check out Dynasty Nerds. Use code DHH for 15% off the Nerd Herd subscription. I use the Nerd Herd app, the GM app, today for trades i've used it a ton on these trades like i've looked like i i feel like i've i was going to accept a trade and it's just more like a let's take a look to see if i feel my value is correct and that's what i use trade calculators for yes that's the only thing they're good for if my gut feels correct and just kind of like oh yeah that's a pat on the back so go out 15 percent off a subscription of a nerd herd subscription and you get the free episode, you get the Dynasty GM, you get a lot of stuff. The film room, which we use in, you know, from January to, huge, to March. Huge bonus. Yes. That film room. So so go out and get that. And also go check Viridian Global for any shirts or anything you need. Other than holy that, James, shirts and pants. Holy shirts and pants. Um, other than that, James, we, we finished the episode without Doug. We will see him next week. Uh, you want to end on anything? Yeah. Just, just follow us on Twitter. Um, at Dynasty Happy Hour, right? Yes, at Dynasty HH Pod on Ooh. on the X app. It's on the not X Twitter app anymore? Oh, it's not on Twitter X anymore. X I forgot. It's not. It got axed. It's X. X. They, oh, we got axed. All right. Our, follow us on Facebook. We uh, we're on there too. And uh, yeah, you can follow me on that Did It app that I'm going to try out a couple times this week and see if anybody wants to talk with me. Oh, I'll but, talk with you. <laughs> but uh, I'm not that, giving you any money for it, though. 
Well, you, you have to if you want to chat, get some advice. Oh, yeah. mainstream Tyler. Here we go. But everybody, we will see you next week. Doug will be here, thank God, because you know what? This is a, a thankless job hosting. So, Doug, we miss you. Once again, thoughts and prayers out to you and your family. And I can't wait to see you again next week. Bye. Later.